Welcome back to the In the Dugout podcast. My name is Jason Ward, a.k.a. Red Sox Dugout. I'm joined by Garrett Jacobsmeyer and Alex Jefferson. Hello. Hey. <laughs> so, Chris Sale kind of doesn't have an arm right now. Uh, it's not looking great for him. But the latest report that came out a few hours ago is he does not need Tommy John surgery. So the full story yeah. is he <laughs> threw a 15-pitch live BP the other day. And after that, he was complaining about his elbow being sore, his throwing elbow. So then they sent him for an MRI. Then they sent the results to Dr. Andrews. The MRI was not great. Dr. Andrews was not great. Then they got a third opinion from some other doctor. And to me, when you're on your third opinion, it means the first two weren't good and it's not looking like you're going to be healthy. But somehow he does not need Tommy John surgery, according to the report from Ken Rosenthal. So I guess the Red Sox dodged a bullet. But it could just be delaying the inevitable with Chris Sale. I feel like he's going to need Tommy John at some point. Yeah, what's the point of just waiting this time? He's just going to go out there. He's not going to be able to pitch to his full ability. He's just going to have to get, you know, he's, he might get injured again. He's most likely going to get injured again. I hate to say it, but if that surgery's got to come, it's, it's going to come, you know? Why not just you do it now, I think? Yeah, don't rush him back. I mean, he's, he's already hurting. You don't want to push him too hard. Yeah, I mean, like, if they were going to get the surgery, they should have got it when this first started, like, last year in August. Like, he had the <laughs> whole entire offseason to figure this out. If he needed surgery, he should have got it. If you had the whole entire offseason, and then when you come back and throw 15 pitches and your arm is sore, there's a problem there. And this should have been addressed sooner, if there actually is a real problem here. Should have, but I don't know. I guess it's not. It sucks, it sucks man. I guess what Red Sox fans can hope for is that it's just some kind of soreness or a strain in the elbow and not really related to whatever he had earlier and whatever Tommy John needs he may have, whatever. But he's going to miss some time. He he was originally supposed to miss the first two weeks because of his pneumonia that set him back on his schedule. But now it's looking more like he's going to miss a month or two. So they're not going to have their ace for an extended period of time, which definitely hurts. Not having Chris well, Dale really hurts. You used to think that the team, you know, could surprise some people. You have an ace, one of the best pitchers in the league, and you have a lo- you can score a million runs. That team can do something. Now, being a really one-dimensional team is you can score a million runs, but you can't pitch really much at all. I mean, I guess we have Erod. I guess it's a way way less scary team, and it's a way you know I don't have as much confidence in it at all. And I didn't even have that much confidence in it before. I had hope, but not confidence. Um, not as much hope anymore. Yeah, yeah when, I, when you look I've at this, when you look at this starting rotation, there's not much to look at. Like you said, Chris Sale, so he's hurt. So then, who do you have? You have Erod. He's probably your opening day starter and your ace at the moment. Then you have Avaldi, who's looked pretty good, and I think he's healthy. I think he's going to be good. And then it just kind of like you got Martin Perez, who let's I, let's Martin face it, he sucks. Perez. I know it's spring training, but that start against the Yankees where he couldn't even get out of the first inning. It doesn't matter if it's spring training or not. Like, you should be able to get out of the inning. Come on. I know mm-hmm. there's some errors or whatever, but I just never liked him. I didn't think he's worth what we paid him. What, Whatever. Maybe he'll surprise us. But even if he does surprise us and he's great, that's only three starters. We still yep. have two giant holes in that rotation. We can't have two openers. <laughs> well, we, we have nothing so, to do. Using an opener one time of week is already making me anxious. Two would yeah. drive you insane. But. Well, so I left a comment, a very intelligent comment on the Red Sox underscore dugout uh, Instagram Whoa, page yesterday. first time, Alex? Yeah. <laughs> and I got the very, um, Jason gave me a very, very good response. It was, well, Brandon Workman started a game in 2014 or something. 
So Brian Johnson had a complete game in 2017. So there you go. That's our solution. We just one have, good start. We have to just like pretend our way until Chris Sale gets healthy or until prospects come up. I don't. I'm going to be honest. I don't really know. So when you're talking about replacements, you got Brian Johnson, who is a below-average major league pitcher who they DFA'd. You have Hector Velasquez, who is a below-average pitcher who they DFA'd. And then you have Ryan Weber, who's up there tossing 88-mile-an-hour two-seamers. Yes. And then that's basically it for your starting rotation depth. You got Tanner Hoke, the prospect. He was expected to be more of a bullpen guy, but they could throw him into like an opener role or like four innings to start out a game. I like that. I like that as an option. But that's unreliable. You don't know if he's going to be good. You don't know what you can actually expect from him. And they don't really have any clear-cut options for the remaining spots in the rotation you can't you can't have two openers you just can't and it was completely preventable they went into the season without pitching and i guess they put all their money on Avaldi and sale being healthy and they could have prevented this exact issue at least to i don't know at least, at least make the problem not as bad as it is right now they could have prevented they knew coming in that we had two injury prone pitchers that we needed to fill a spot they knew that. Yeah. They, yeah, they, it's the not thing. like they need a baseball wizard to tell them that. They it's put like they so need much a nerd faith. To sit down and crunch analytics for that. <laughs> they just need anyone who knows the game. You have two injury prone pitchers. Fix it. They put two. They put so much faith in two guys that like have been battling injuries not only since they got to Boston but their entire career. Mm-hmm. And I just I don't get it. Like. They didn't. They didn't go after anyone in free agency when they could have. They have the money. They're under the luxury tax now. Like, it makes no sense to me. You had bad pitching last year. That was your biggest problem. That's why you didn't make the playoffs. Then they made no additions in the off season. Mm-hmm. They didn't get anyone for the bullpen or the rotation except Martin Perez and Austin Bryce, whatever. But it was bad last year. Then you lose David Price, who's a veteran starter who can eat up innings and you got Rick Porcello who's the same thing both of them former Cy Young winners you lose both of them and then you don't replace them and you know you have Chris Sale and Nathan Evaldi who are both injury prone and so you're basically putting your whole entire rotation on Erod who had one good one good year last year that's all he's done so far I think he's going to be good again but that's all he's done so far and then you got Mm -hmm. Martin Perez who has a bad history in the MLB of throwing mediocre fastballs that people crush for crazy averages and he had like a five-something ERA. Yeah, mediocre cheese, as Joey would say. You, you can't rely on that. You have to make some kind of move. I can't understand what their thought process could possibly be. And that's, well, a, good, like, that's a good point with Evaldi, too. He hasn't been the most reliable pitcher ever. He had a great year, but, you know, he hasn't been a staple of anything, really. I mean, I, you, I have confidence E-Rod. in him, but... Erod, yeah, excuse me. Um, he hasn't been someone that you have full faith in, I... You have confidence in him, but he has he's proven it one year. You know, he's had injuries, he hasn't been consistent. I there's no consistency at all, and they knew that. Yeah, and you'd think after like what they should have done is they should have tried to move Mookie sooner so that they could splurge in free agency and sign like yeah. middling starting pitching because or they should have just been like, We know we're gonna trade Mookie, we can afford to sign some cheaper guys. Like this was definitely something that they knew was going to happen and could have been like avoided. Like this whole scenario is something that 100% could have been avoided. Well, and do we have them being stubborn is what's like preventing us from 
moving on. Do we have a list of the pitchers that are still available? Because I can try and find one. I was just wondering if any of you know off the top of your head. Yeah, uh, I'm trying to find it too. I saw it, but there's like nobody. I mean, yeah. Just there's off the top uh, of my head, you got Clay Buckle too. Is Clay honestly Buckles, at this yeah. point probably coming back because there's no other options. Um, then you got Matt Harvey. You got Aaron Sanchez who might miss all of 2020 with an injury, so he's not even an option. Colin McHugh, I think, is also injured. There's nobody out there really. Like I mean, and the Red Sox have themselves to blame. Like they waited so long to find anything and you just can't sit on pitchers like that especially starting pitchers they're very they come few and far between and i think we're gonna see a little bit of a rough spell coming up from yeah these red Sox, but it just sucks because it's not you know it's not they're not going to be horrible but they're not going to be good so it's tough to figure out what you want to do you want to build off of the good things i guess and Stop the bleeding in the other places. Oh, we got oh Joey Nagel joining. Hello, Joey. Oh, wait, hold on. All right. Uh, I just got out of work. I'm heading to Marshall's real quick. <laughs> I got to get a Sox hat for tomorrow. So. You don't own a Red Sox hat. No, I do. I just want a new one. <laughs> okay. We're that, talking about bad. the Red Sox starting pitching depth. What starting pitching depth? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Good, point. Good point. Yeah. So, I'm all for re-signing Claydro. I just want to make that clear. Because Claydro was my guy. Specifically your guy? Uh, <laughs> nah, I hated him at the end. But, like, you know. Actually, you know what? Remember when he, like, he had that weird haircut where he, like, completely cut off the sides? Yeah. Yeah, that's when I started hating him. <laughs> Fair enough. I mean, when he had the, he had a nice flow. Don't get me wrong. That's that was good, and that was when he was actually like a good pitcher. Clay Buckles has injury problems too. He's like made of glass. He's extremely injury prone. Yes, but you know he used to be very good when he was healthy. And yeah, you remember like 2013 when he was like gonna win the Cy Young if he didn't get injured? He still like could have won the Cy Young even when he was injured, but yeah, he didn't qualify. I don't. I was watching something today on Pedro Martinez Instagram going over how to keep yourself healthy. He was analyzing like a young pitcher. And I was just thinking, man, you really couldn't give these tips to the guy that, you know, <laughs> you've been talking to. You know, you've done all this stuff with the Red Sox pitchers lately. You couldn't tell Chris Sale how to how to keep his elbow healthy. Um, it was just it made me kind of mad. But you brought it up when you said clay drill, I mean, which kind of annoys me. But he probably tried. Yeah, I guess. One thing a lot of Red Sox fans are jumping to is the Chris Sale extension from last year. Was that a mistake? Mm-hmm. And I've the whole time I've been on the train where it's not a mistake. He's Chris Sale, one of the best pitchers in the game when he's healthy. Exactly. But right now, I don't know what his health is going to be like going forward. And he may not be the same pitcher that we traded for and the pitcher that he used to be. I mean, how do you know that, though? You can go back and say, was this a mistake? Yeah, like... You can't really tell till it's over. You can't tell until it's over. It's Was it a mistake with the information that we had? I don't think so. I think we got it for a good price at the time. But anyone can go back to anything and say, you know, this shouldn't happen. But what, what are you going to do at the time? You have the information and you made a choice. I Because the extension doesn't actually technically start until this year. This is the first season of the extension. Mm-hmm. Paying $25 million for the competitor in Chris Sale, not even just the pitcher, is a 
you know, it's a pretty good deal, and you're getting the elite pitcher that he is. You know that he's he wants to pitch every five days, and he wants to pitch all nine innings every five days. So that's all you can ask for in a starter. And, like, you know, it, it helps that he's gross when he's healthy. Yeah. And like, to touch on his injury real quick, I think that um, people are making a little bit too big of a deal of the injury because this this is all stemmed from that one injury in 2018. And being the competitor he is, he doesn't want to take time off. So I think part of it is he's maybe not fully recovering. But I don't think that this is a string of injuries. I think this is just one injury that keeps reoccurring because he may not be giving it the time that it needs to. I, I agree, Joey. Like, I, you don't have loose bodies. Or no, that was Evaldi. But he's injured his arm, like, three seasons in a row. He's hurt himself. And you got to, at Help some right point, now. question conditioning. So if you're the Red Sox, do you try to like shut him down for the majority of the season with the mindset that you're not really going to be really competitive? I would. Well, yeah, no, you don't want to give up hope. You need to sell tickets, but and you need him to oh, be competitive. Oh, that's, that's long gone, dude. I... No, you need him we to be competitive. We wouldn't have in our rotation if we were trying to sell tickets. No, well, that's why they came out and they said, Evaldi, or not Evaldi, sales fine. He's he's okay. He's just, uh, you know, minor setback, but he's on track. That's why they kept selling, saying he's on track, all this stuff, because they got to get people in the door. They got to get people watching. They're not just going to give up throwing the towel yet. Well, I mean, they lost a lot of people with trading Mookie away. Oh, yeah. But there's justification for trading Mookie away with a business decision and all that stuff. With an injury, you just... You have two options: is tell the truth or lie. They went with lie to sell tickets. It's pretty simple there, um, but they need him to play to compete, and they need to compete to make people watch them. So, of Let's course, they're going like to keep this. trying. Let's put it like this: they shut Chris Sale down until like, let's say mid June, all right, and let's say he's feeling a lot better by then. You know, he's fully recovered, and then some. So let's say that's mid-June. Let's say the team is, you know, they're a couple games over 500. I think you do bring him back. But if if they're well under 500, I think you just, you know, you give them even more time to recover. I don't think this is a team that's going to be sitting well later. under 500, though. I mean, I mean, last year, Chris Sale was probably worse than not even being on the field. Because if he wasn't on the field, he wouldn't have all those losses. So I guess... You, you probably wouldn't be in a worse situation than you were last year. And last year, you were above 500 for the majority of the season, so... With this team, I have a feeling we're going to see a lot of football scores at the end of games. Yeah. 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 That sounds yeah. about right. It's been that way in spring training. Yeah, there was that spring yeah, training game against sucks. the Tigers the other day where they ended up tying 11-11 to because they gave up six runs in the ninth inning, which is the most 2019 Red Sox thing ever. Yep. Joey, I'm really thankful that you're taking us into Marshalls with you. <laughs> I was, um, the other thing that, like, I feel like we're a very momentum-heavy team, or at least we were last year, and I'm just, like, if they start off the year like they did last year with this, like, slow and bad, I mean, I don't know, like, it'll probably carry over, and I think that will potentially, like, lead to... Renicky being like, let's just keep sales shut down. I know, Gary, you think they need to sell tickets, but they're the Red Sox, and 
They're going to sell just, tickets. They've been yeah. lying about they've been lying about sales injury this whole entire time. I don't see why they don't just throw them out. I don't, I don't disagree with you. I don't disagree with you at all. I'm just it saying fits like, with, it fits with the narrative of pretend, pretend, pretend. Let's sit, trot them out there and pretend instead of shutting them down and giving up all that that high ground you had there. Uh, I don't know. I think they don't like to admit when they're wrong. Yeah, fair. True. Or when they've made a mistake. Reserve judgment, right? Wait until after the season to call them garbage. Plus, it seems to me like they're not really sure what's going on with Chris Sale. Exactly. It seems like between from when it started last year in late summer to now, I don't think they really, really ever had a handle on what was actually happening, what he actually needed, what was the, actually the best path. So I think that's part of the reason why they've been so cryptic with it and kind of like, as you said, like lying about stuff. I don't think they really know what's going on. And I think Chris Sale doesn't want to admit that something's wrong. He wants to be out there on the field playing. So I think that's definitely playing into this. Sounds about right. I think another, <laughs> a big key for this too, is if the rotation is not healthy, if the rotation is missing some spot, like the rotation is not full like it is, the bullpen is going to be a huge key for this team. Yep. The bullpen can really, like if they step up and have a solid core of guys who you can trust, that could be a really important part of the Boston Red Sox team in 2020, is if you I'm, have guys like Austin Bryce and Chris Mazza and Heath Hembry, all these guys stepping up, people stepping up in opener roles, that could be a key to this season. I guess. It's just not as... I mean, I guess it's also... We're held back by traditional ideals of what a baseball team should be. You have good starting pitching and you're backed up, but you don't even need that great relief, right? You, a closer would be nice. Right. <laughs> this whole introduction of like an opener kind of thing the Red Sox need production from their bullpen I I don't know if they have the talent to do it um, but sports are crazy sometimes you gotta have people guy you have guys step up with you never would have expected um, I definitely can see it happening I don't think it's gonna be like the strength of our team by any ma- uh, any means but yeah you get a good you have a good culture you're still the Boston Red Sox um, and I guess you just Go play well. If your whole team, whole clubhouse has confidence in you winning, you can win some games. Yeah, I mean, I think this whole season is kind of riding on the the success or failure of the bullpen. Well, because it can't be riding on the starting pitcher, so. Yeah, and I mean, we're not going to, we can win games with our offense. It just depends on how they show up every day and how they pitch. And what concerns me is if we're throwing two openers, our depth is going to be shot for the bullpen. Like every single game is going to be like that long uh, World Series game against the Dodgers, and especially if you have like a like a nine day road trip or something, that's it's going to be pretty bad. And yeah. I'm not sure how well the bullpen will be able to bounce back with that, considering how bad it seems the Red Sox pitching. Um, what's the word for it? Like conditioning is. Yeah. Like, it seems like all of our pitchers are, like, not in... Well, at least last year, they were not in the best of shape coming into the season. So that concerns me, especially if the, we're, like, since we're riding the bullpen even, like, so much. Yeah, well, that was one of the biggest problems last year is the bullpen was overworked a lot. Matt Barnes was... He had, he had a bunch of bad outings because he was just pitching too much. So when you don't really upgrade the rotation and you're going to have to rely even more on that bullpen and get more innings out of them, I don't think that's a good idea. I mean, you can't well, overwork could, the bullpen again. It didn't work last it, year. It could be a good idea if you actually made moves in free agency to upgrade the bullpen and 
add some depth pieces, but they didn't. They sat and watched as every single player available kind of just went on by and went to new teams. Yeah. And another thing, too, is the opener doesn't really fit in Boston. Like, I get it in a small market team like Tampa Bay. Like, Tampa Bay, the opener makes sense. It works. But two openers in Boston at Fenway Park, I just can't see fans getting on board with that. I agree. But, I mean, we're also, I don't think anyone would be excited who, with whoever the heck we fill that four and five spot with anyway now. At this yeah, point, you know? yeah. There was a bunch of guys like that last year. Openers we'll suck. <laughs> Hot Thank you, Joey. Thanks, Joey. Yeah, I'm not a fan of the opener. Um, this is not fun. It's it's not. Like, do I want to see Ryan Brazier pitch two innings to start a game? No. <laughs> and then, do I want to see Mike Showerin after him? No. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, I mean, it's not like you're even putting good pitchers out there to be openers and be like the middle relief guys. They suck. <laughs> yeah, they're all a bunch of bums. You're gonna have like Jeffrey Springs and Matt Hall and no, no, all these no, players Jeffrey that sound made up. His ass cut. I never want to see him again. That was pathetic what he did today. Yeah. Yeah, we've lost the Tigers like multiple times. Spring training doesn't matter, but we do look bad. We, we look very bad. D and Rafi are like raking. Evaldi is really good in spring training. Mm-hmm. Notice that. Lights out electric. That's what happens when he's healthy. Yep. Bobby Dahlback has been hitting bombs. Yeah. Jaron Duran's killing it. That kid has potential. Jaron Durant, he looks a lot like Christian Yelich at the plate. A lot like Christian whoa, Yelich. Whoa, 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 whoa. Like, are we talking Marlins? Uh, yeah. That is a hot No, like Brewer's Christian Yelich. Nah, man. Like, he's in his stance, in his swing? Okay, but the results are more like... Marlins Christian Yelich. Yeah, that, yeah, okay. yeah. But okay. he can yeah, start out that way and turn into Christian Yelich. Every oh, player can turn into Christian Yelich. I would love that to happen. He's going to be good is my point. Yeah. He, he's he looks great. He's His speed is insane. He's great in the outfield defensively. And that's a big hole that we're going to have to fill because Bradley's not coming back next year. Mookie is. <laughs> and let me tell you why. Christian Yelich, now that that contract that he signed is not good if I if I'm Mookie Betts because he just set the market price lower. That's true. That's, true. That's a really good point, Joey. We're gonna save some money, and he's coming back. 2021, we're getting the band back together. Cora's coming back. Mookie's coming back. Chris <laughs> Sale's gonna be healthy. Oh my God, Dustin Pedroia is gonna play one game. I'm so pumped. <laughs> All right, Joey. <laughs> One thing I want to talk about there that you reminded me of with JBJ is so for pitching right now, can you trade JBJ to try to get pitching? Like they had that deal with the Padres, they were trying to get Cal Quantrill. That kind of fell through. I think you need to revive that trade, try to make that happen again now that you're lacking the pitching depth and Chris Sale. And then maybe try to flip JBJ for some kind of pitcher because at this point, JBJ doesn't really have much value to the team when you have a surplus of outfielders but a shortage of pitchers especially because jbj he only has what one year after this right no this is his final year so this is final year so he's not like he's developing into something without us re-extending him we haven't extended him so that's not gonna happen he's a good spring training player though yeah he hit a home run today didn't he yeah another one so you know that's good i think if we're gonna trade him we should trade him after spring training because he always 
plays better in spring training than he does in the regular season. That's true. You got to take advantage of that. Um, one thing I want to talk about too is Rafael Devers. Good. They haven't talked extensions with him at all, which I think is a major mistake. Rafael Devers says he has not engaged in any discussions about a long-term extension with the Red Sox. And I think that's ridiculous. If you're going to trade Mookie Betts, if you're going to free up all that salary space, if that's not to sign your best player long-term, what's the point? There isn't one. There is none. There is none. You're screwed. I don't know. I don't know. It doesn't make any sense to me. I guess they have other things on their hands. I guess, but that should be a priority. Yeah. You would think so. I'm not too concerned. Why? Like. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so, uh, yes, that makes sense. Thank you, Joey. Devers is under control through 2023, which is a little bit. I guess why. The, I guess that's why there's not really a high priority. To yeah, do that's it. a long. That's a long. Time. That's a long time. Yeah, they've they've got time. I don't think they need to be rushing into anything. If you sign him now, though, you can sign him for less. That's what the Braves did with Acuna. I guess. Um. The only thing that would concern me is, like, durability. Like, I don't want him to get hurt. And then, like, have us locked into a contract with someone who's, like, very hurt. I guess. Yeah, it seems like... What, what would you extend him to? You'd give him four more? So you get you get six? What, uh, what, you do, give what him, would you do? What was Acuna's? Acuna's was 10 for 100, right? No. I feel like it was eight years. Yeah, Acuna got eight years for 100 million. That's right. I think that's very similar to what you should do for Devers. Eight years. Yeah, that, that Actually, would be a that know, would be a steal. I, I think we should do eight years, one hundred and one million. But that's just <laughs> yeah, just the one of them. Those contracts are tough. I, I, they're not get so much control. I'd give him one. I'd take one more year on the guy. Give him next year. See how he performs. He's still young, and young means is great for potential. But young also, kind of, you, there's an, always an asterisk like could be bad, could get hurt, could have career derailed for some other reason. I just don't uh, want this yeah, to end up like Mookie. Everyone, yeah, but we have so much time to make it not end like Mookie. That That's what you I thought for Mookie, okay. too. Yeah, but, I mean, I would rather save money now. Mookie's different, was... though. Mookie was the best player in the entire league, like, pro- like what, a year before? Two years before he went three agent? We still have three for Devers. I, I guess. Much younger. It's a different situation. It's not the same as Mookie, for sure. Yeah, well, if you give Devers a 10-year deal, you sign him until he's, what, like 33 or whatever? That's that's through his prime, and then I don't know how much he would have left afterwards. He'd probably have, like, five or six years, but... You, you just know, don't want a big contract where the guy comes in and, you know, like Chris you Davis... You would get him for his best years at a very affordable price. Mm-hmm. That's the goal, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I just think and giving him one I more think year you got to do it soon. Like, you're, you're not going to go give him $20 million a year, but you may give him, like, 15 And I'm perfectly fine with that. But then again, now that I think about it, if you're not going to make any big moves this for this upcoming season, why would you wait until next season when you want to go out and get a, get a high-caliber pitcher or something like that? You know, I... I feel like the longer you wait, the more expensive it's going to be. It, yeah, that's, that's I would agree with that. No, well, that's all. There's also um, the longer you wait, the more likely it is to know who he truly is, to know if maybe he slumps. You know. Yes, but if he continues what he's doing, it's going to cost you a lot more money. Yeah, they've had the whole off season has been focused on payroll, and I don't know if it's 
in the cards to dish out a deal like that at the moment. But I still think it should be something that they look into. They should at least talk to him about it. And to go off what Garrett was saying, it's kind of like the stock market. Like you don't you want to see a little bit of potential and see that he can be consistent. That's when you want to invest. You don't wait until he's at the very peak when you know he's going to be a star. Kind of like what you did with Tesla. Yeah, we don't need to talk about that. <laughs> no, 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 you do. Everyone, just so you know, Jason hopped right on the Tesla tra- uh, track and uh, invested a lot of money into it. Not how many, dropping how many dollars in hundreds have you lost? It was one share and I lost $300. Nice, bro. You hate to see that. You absolutely hate to see that. That's uh, how about some listener questions? You know what you should do now? Get a gambling addiction like Joey, so you can. (laughs) I stopped. I stopped. I stopped. Trust me. Once the baseball season starts, I'll be all over DraftKings. Fair, fair. All right, here we go. Listener questions. You ready? Oh, let's go. If you wanted any Red Sox player to never get injured for his entire career, who would it be? Um. Devers. Current or like ever? Um, I guess ever. So think back on someone's career that was derailed by injuries that you Tony were Tony Canigliaro. Will Middlebrooks. Pedroia. No, I'm just kidding. Tony C. Actually, Pedroia. Yeah, that's a good one. Pedroia is probably a great answer. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going with that. All right, we're good. Um, who do you think we the breakout slash best player on the team this year? Bogarts. Bogarts for sure. Bogarts. Well, he he has the most. <laughs> Uh, he's the most proven, and he's the be- one of the best players on the team. He's up there. You, you go Devers or Bogarts, I guess. Or second best shortstop in the league. I'd say I'd Bogarts over JD. I'd say Devers is going to be the best player. I think he's just only going to get better. He was amazing last season. I think he's only going to get better. But I think Andrew Benatendi, I've said this, is going to be the breakout. I think he's really going to shine. Yep. I have a lot of confidence in Verdugo. I like how he holds himself and like how he approaches at bats. So. I hate how people hate him already. He's a likable guy. They only guy, hate him honestly. because he's. They thought he was a tool. Yeah, don't don't listen to sports radio. They'll they'll chop up anyone that. Oh, arbitrary. Sports radio sucks. Felga and Maz. All right. Um, what do you think will happen with Chris Sale? I mean, yeah, we didn't say what we think will happen. I think he's going to end up getting Tommy John surgery. Yeah, that's what I think so, too. I think we're just delaying the inevitable like we have been. It's yep. lie, 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 pretend, pretend, pretend. I think we're doing the exact same thing right now. And with the way that the reports came out with how the you know analysis of his arm actually went, it points me in that direction for sure. A point yeah, that... I think, I think the team is just kind of in limbo to like like tr- like trying to pretend that everything is okay when in reality yep. it's not. It's like that gif of the dog where the, everything's burning around him. This is fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. As uh Pete Abraham said, it seems odd that the Red Sox would not just announce like what is like obviously good news instead of waiting till tomorrow. Feels like there's a little bit more to the story than he's not going to need Tommy John surgery. Ken Rosenthal mm-hmm. also said in his report in his report specifically at this point he won't need Tommy John surgery. Yeah. So, I mean, he—it's great. You go out there and say he won't need Tommy's on surgery. All right. Well, what is his injury? <laughs> yeah. Like, what is wrong with him? Like, though? how do you fix it? What do you, What does he need to do? Instead of Tommy John, is he going to do something else that'll keep him out of the year anyway? I'm... Does he have loose Are they bodies? Develop, like a new Chris Sale surgery that will like, yeah, help <laughs> him specifically. I mean, what he needs is he needs to gain some weight. That's facts. He's a twig. So- 
I have a fun fact for you guys. Oh boy. Um, according to a lot of Red Sox players, Chris Sale eats the most on the team. Huh. Okay. That's weird. So Those he's not going to gain weight. Yeah, he could lift a little bit. He's like freaking Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant, like, coming out of high school, couldn't bench the bar. I don't think he can still. <laughs> it's like, the stuff, the stuff about him was insane. Anyway, next question. What do you would uh, what would you like the Red Sox to do with the center field position heading forward? Kevin Pillar. Put someone there. I would put someone there. Thank you, Joey. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a good idea, Joey. Um, like we shouldn't play little league left center and right center. That's not a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> to me, your I best think... outfield is Benatendi, Pilar, and Verdugo. Yeah, I would agree. And I would put Ben Benintendi in center or Pilar. I like Pilar in center. Because Benintendi knows say, the wall. Yeah, ben, keep Benintendi in left and then have Verdugo play right. And then you can't pay JBJ $11 million to be a bench player, so. Yep, exactly. Ship him out. You know you just cut him at this point. I don't really understand why Red Sox fans like him so much and we're like panicking when he was about to get traded. Like, I get that he's an amazing d- defensive center fielder and has been on the team for forever, but like, he can't hit. And it, it's yeah, but, it's painful watching him try to hit at the plate. It's like a pitcher up there. <laughs> He's a likable guy, though. He is. I, I love JBJ as a person, just not as a player. Fair. Yeah, I, you, you said that to me like a bunch of times, and I, I completely agree, Jason. All right, what do you guys think the rotation would look like to start the season? <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> um, yeah, I, we don't know. I don't know. Well, it's definitely Erod. Stinky. Erod, Evaldi, Perez, some opener, and the peanut guy. Yeah, pretty much. I don't know what else we have to do there. Actually, this is a really good time to announce this. Joseph Nagel will be starting at the major league level this year. Wow, Joey Nagelhara? International contract signed. (laughs) Joey, you want to be the fifth starter? Me? Yeah. Yeah, why not? What's your pitch (laughs) offering? Uh, I go... Let's see, I've been working on my four, my two... Little slider. Um, the mic'd up stuff for the uh, spring training still Love is it. so awesome. It's the best thing in baseball right now. It's great. The whole thing about the guy walking himself through um, the at the plate appearance. Chris Bryant. Like, yeah. Oh my yeah, god. Oh my god. Oh my god. Get, I think I'm gonna get a fastball here. No, it was uh, who was it? Oh, was Anthony Rendon. Here. He was calling yeah, the pitch. Yeah, I think I'm gonna yeah. get a fastball here. I haven't seen it in a while, and he goes and he just whacks a single. That was so cool. They mic'd up Devers too, and like it was Spanish, but it was still great. <laughs> so right, so I want to talk that. about that for a second. Is that the question? No, that was just me rambling. Oh, okay. Well, can I talk about that for a second? I think Absolutely. that. Well, first of all, would that even be possible during the regular season? Because doesn't that kind of interfere with like the integrity of baseball and maybe like yeah. a player's focus? Yeah, it does. It definitely interferes with them when you're getting spoken to. But I would love, as baseball, a sport where you have so much, uh, not downtime, but you have so much time where the players are thinking, walking through themselves, and stuff like that. It would be so great to have every player mic'd up, almost like what the NFL does. So even if you can look at it afterwards, it's still awesome. Like stuff that goes on in the outfield where, uh, you know, you got videos, I got it, I got it. You definitely didn't have that. You know, funny stuff like that. It would be great to see that after games. You don't want to distract them during games. It would make the game so much more entertaining and watchable for fans. 
Yeah, like at the coming into the next inning, you'll be like to analyze the guy who just made who just robbed a home run and what he was how he's talking himself through it. Like back, 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 go. Or, you know, like that's what I used to do when playing baseball. It'd be so great to hear. Yeah, like cutting down pace of play like ten minutes on average or whatever. That's great, but like that's not gonna draw in many new fans. No, who cares? Miking up the players, that's gonna draw in fans. Yeah. No, like People watch the NFL mic'd up things on YouTube. Like, yeah. You, yeah. you do that for baseball. Why wouldn't people watch it? And if you can't I, mic up in the players in the players in the field during the games, I get that. Mic up the dugout. Yeah. I, mic up the bullpen. Or just make it yeah. more accessible to everyone. I don't know why you wouldn't be able to mic up the players during the games. Like, it's, just a, it's just a union agreement, I guess. Who gets that video? You don't want, you know, you say personal stuff to your, your boys. The players the can say play. no, too. Like, they don't have to agree to it. Yeah, it, it's just great. And it, it an issue the MLB has is players growing their own brands. It's not like yeah. the NBA where you have players known, they have their shoes, they have all these different deals. The MLB has an issue with advertising their players. It hurts them with a bunch of different communities that they're trying to reach. You can build brands of players when you add more personality to it. And because it's so we're so disconnected to the MLB as a game, this would help so much. It would be so much more fun, even just for after the game, to be like you know, let's go through what Mookie Betts was thinking as he caught a ball on the warning track. You know, it's so much cooler. Absolutely. Like, you don't get to see those personalities much. Like, even, like, bat flips. Like, that shows personality, but they're kind of trying, like, that's not really accepted in the game yet. It's it's getting more towards that, but it's not fully accepted yet. But that's a way that players can show their personalities, and I think that is what baseball needs to do. Also, imagine that Joe Kelly brawl mic'd up. Yeah. Uh, they they wouldn't be able to release, like, anything. Yeah, but... <laughs> Actually, Pete Alonso dropped an F-bomb today. Major respect. Yeah, 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 yeah. I saw that. It was awesome. <laughs> They're micing up the umpires, mic up the players, too. We're, I, think, I think we're going the right track. This is awesome. Fans love it, I think. I mean... I mean, I love it. Make like, baseball I'm a fan. more personal, man. Make baseball more personal for the players. There's not There's too many things... That all baseball fans can agree on, but I think miking up players is one of those things. I think Jared Travis said that. When I say get, there's too many nerds in baseball in the shirt. When I say that, I mean, I mean, stop making baseball players numbers. Stop making them averages in statistics and you know launch angle. Stop making them that and turn them more back into people. It's yes. a baseball analysis thing as viewers, but it's also a personality thing. It's a brand thing. It's what is better for the sport is to have players be human beings, not just machines who have statistics to tell you who to cut, who to sign and all this stuff. It's better Trevor for, Bauer says better that, for players. Yeah. And that's going to grow the game more than pace of play ever would. If you, if you market your players correctly, like that's going to grow the game. People are going to be like, wow, like Mookie Betts is a fun person. I'm going to watch him play every day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because baseball is unique, where you can get to see your favorite player play every single day. So if you market the players, like it's gonna get way more people to games than than a stupid like three batter minimum would. Like, like that's so useless. Well, you're also arguing with the whole culture about baseball and how baseball used to be is be modest, be humble, do your job. You know, no very little personality. But this is the age where let know, the kids play. Exactly. exactly, and there's the MLB attempted to do that, and then they just keep, they, they, they keep throwing people because, out for bad flips. <laughs> well, part of it is like MLB doesn't allow you to share their media because they have like control over all the media, which, which is ridiculous. 
yeah, it screws everything. Like, like House of Highlights can't post baseball clips until they reach out to MLB, which is stupid. Because how are you going to grow the game? Yeah, that's the point. And like, you're going to make more money if you like let everyone share footage. You know, it's like, a snowball effect. Once you let one company share, they'll like other people will want to come share, like get the game from you and like all the clips and highlights. And that's just going to make you more money if you're like, okay, if you pay me this much money, I'll let you use these clips. Yeah, this this goes back to Manfred. Like, like he's he's got it all wrong. Like he's he's not a good commissioner. He's not. He's he's completely blind. Like, let's leave all the Astro stuff in the past. Like, he completely messed that up, and he's going to continue to mess that up. You can't fix that, and that's all his fault. But like. He's doing a terrible job growing the game. People wouldn't care how long games were if like, they knew how fun the players were. Yeah, it's a lot more fun that's to just, watch a baseball game yeah. when you know the players playing the game. You know what their personalities are like. You know what they're probably thinking and saying. It's not as fun when, like Garrett said, you're just watching a number out there playing. Yep. Yeah, like that Mike Trout golf clip, that went viral right away. Yep. Yeah. Now, if MLB recorded that, it wouldn't. It's it's different because when you sit down and you watch a baseball game and, uh, you know, someone, co- Bogarts comes up and you're like, all right, he's hitting a 300 average. He's at this many home runs. So one about like less than one third of the time he's going to get a hit. I'm going to sit there and I'm going to wait for that, that one third chance of him getting a hit. It's different when you just, it's a way of looking at the game as I'm, I love Xander Bogarts because he's a hell of a player or I love Xander Bogarts because he hits for 300 average. It's just it's almost like people who love the sport compared to people who don't really understand it would rather stare at numbers than stare at people. And it's just, it drives me insane. One of my favorite parts of sports too, is when you get the players to explain their thought processes. Like when you have like on MLB network, when an analyst is breaking down what they're thinking in a certain like count or what they're thinking on the mound, that is amazing. Like that input from someone who's been there and played the game, is great, and if you have someone talking during the game, what's going through their head at that moment while they're playing, that's just pure gold right there. It makes you, f- it makes the viewer feel like they're at the game or they're like right there with the player as part of the experience. And yeah. the MLB and the has an opportunity to jump in and like potentially be one of the first teams to really like take this seriously and it would make them a lot of money and it would potentially help bring them back to more of a relevant state. Like I don't want to baseball is not irrelevant by any means, but like you look at sports like basketball and football and those, uh, the NFL and the NBA are doing so well and MLB has kind of been lacking the past couple of years. And like you add in another aspect that makes it more interesting and makes it more appealing for a, a viewer to view. Why wouldn't they? It just seems pretty simple. All I want is the players to be able to be mic'd up, have a little bit of personality, not for during the game. To, you don't want to have to deal with distractions or anything like that. Just have them be able to build themselves a brand, build them, put a little personality into it after the game. Give me some highlights of it. That's all I need. That's all I want. I want people to be, I want to be able to hear the yells and the, and the cheers after a walk-off home run when you're celebrating with your teammates. If the players consent to it, that's all I ask. And I think we'd get a lot of players who want to do that because a lot of players would want to sell a shoe deal if they had the possibility to do so. Stuff like that. So that's all I want. I think it's reasonable. 100% yeah. agree. Yesterday, Anthony Rizzo was mic'd up during that bat and he says like, 
I'm looking for a heater right now because I haven't seen one today. Yeah. Next pitch was a fastball. Awesome. And you got a base hit. Yep. Like, that's so cool. And you wouldn't normally know that as a fan if he wasn't mic'd up. And, like, you don't, you don't even need to listen to that live. You just, like, even if they do what the NFL does and make a huge compilation at the end of every week. Also, this is, I know this is a long tangent in our listener questions thing, but this is a point I have to make. What Joey said about, you know, the analysis of like, oh, I think I'm going to get a heater here because I haven't seen it in a long time. That's stuff that re- real baseball fans can understand and think. It's, you know, that's the stuff that I sat down with my dad. I talked about and I grew a love for this game from, you know, like baseball is a sport about thinking through things. And for a casual fan who doesn't understand baseball, when people say baseball is boring, every single time I say it's because you don't understand the intricacies of it. You don't understand what players are thinking. Once you do that, you love the game a lot more. And I understand I'm not an MLB player, but you get to know what they're going to think. You know, what first and third, what are you going to do? Or three, two count, what are you going to do? You get to think that. And that's what I love about baseball. And you miss a lot of that when players are relegated to averages. You miss a lot of that when they don't have personality. And that's, you know, that's all I have to say. I agree, Garrett. It's painful knowing how much potential MLB has to grow the game and how close they are to actually doing that. And yet they're never going to act on it if they continue this way. Yeah. Like, they're so close. All you have to do is mic them up and make a compilation at the end of every week. And that's just going to do so much. Absolutely. And, like, that draws in the casual fan, too. Exactly. And, it does. Yeah, it's entertaining. Like, that's and that's how you grow your fan base, and you get the next generation of like fans into baseball. Like little kids are going to be more entertained if they hear like their favorite player on their favorite team talking during the game or after the game, no matter what. Like, I just it just makes so like, much sense. It does. It and it's too much sense for them to be just completely blind to it. And I think, it, well, number one, there are too many nerds in baseball, but there's also too many boomers in baseball. <laughs> like, yeah. Hey, hey, you know what? I mean, eventually that generation's going to die out. So maybe, maybe, hey, you know, hey, we'll get her. Hey, hey. Okay. Not... Full fart, yeah, Joe. <laughs> I mean. Joey, I'm joking. It's all good. Yeah, I know. But, like, I mean, eventually we're going to get to a time where. Like, maybe we'll actually have a progressive commissioner who wants to do that. That would be so nice. Yep. I just want Rob Manfred out of office before he completely ruins the game with this pace of play stuff. It just yeah. sucks because the MLB... He's making it way too confusing. Now, so. Like, even the even the hardcore fans are going to have trouble understanding some of the stuff he's done this year. Yeah. All right, let's get back on track with the listener questions. This is a long tangent. Right. It was good. It was a long tangent, but yeah. I said some stuff that I really believe, so there we go. Put that on your t-shirt. <laughs> All right. Um, uh, Devers or Bogarts, above or below 30 dingers this year? Both above. Both yeah. Above, yeah. Cool. Who will be the – here we go. That was a quick one. <laughs> Who will be the most entertaining mic'd up? Michael Ooh. Chavis. Yeah, Michael yeah, yeah, Chavis is hilarious. One. He's hilarious. His tweets, like, I need him. Like, they even mic'd no, him up in spring the training. And he was, like, singing done. Mulan or something. He's spontaneously funny. He is. That's what it is. He's it's great personality. Stuff. He's like, hey, Marco, you like Power Rangers? Yeah. Or something like that. Like, <laughs> it's so funny. All right, here we go. Um, who do you think would be the biggest surprise to make the team, to make the team out of spring training? 
I don't know if you would count Jonathan Lucroy as a surprise, but I think he has a decent shot at making the team as a backup catcher. Yeah. Um, maybe um, Tanner Houck. Tanner Houck, yeah. That's who I was going to say. He might need a little more time, but he he will be on the team by the end of the year. Absolutely. 100%. He's nasty. I love him watching him pitch. I think our last question, um, or ones that we I skipped over some we already covered in the uh, segment, but uh, should Sale eat a cheeseburger? Uh, I would go with eat like 10 until he gets the meat sweats. <laughs> no, that, that thing that that dude did uh, where he moved to tackle uh, the guy, you, you know, with the draft, they're doing all that analysis about his like shake that he have. You know, you guys saw this? Like he ate this no. shake, this, this protein shake, not a protein shake, but he ate this like he put in a blender. It was like Gatorade, cottage cheese, peanut butter. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that guy. What did he put in it? Um. A lot of stuff. So I know my facts. Just yeah. get him in contact with Pablo Sandoval. Ooh. That was, that was right off. <laughs> I mean, Drew Pomeranz did the Pablo Sandoval diet. Here we go. Back. Drew Pomeranz is good now. All right, here we go. Ben Ben Barch added 70 pounds moving to offensive tackle. He ate <laughs> seven scrambled eggs, cottage cheese, quick grits, peanut butter, bananas, and Gatorade. Throw it all in, plug it in my nose. I gag sometimes, but that's what you have to do. I think Chris Sale should get on that regimen. And we get, we get um, what's his name, that fat pitcher, the Bartolo Cologne, to go help him, and they talk together. Because if you combine Cologne and Sale, you would get a much better physical specimen. Bartolo Cologne used to throw like 100 miles an hour. If Didn't Chris Sale had some... Young? Think about Chris Sale with some weight on him and some men- momentum. Like with if he's like two hundred fifty pounds throwing, like he's throwing like hundred fifty miles an hour. <laughs> yeah, least, exactly. That's least, a hoss bro. right there. Like, yeah, that'd be like Jonathan Broxton. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, those SeatGeek those is the best ticket provider out there for all oh. sports, concert shows, and more. They make buying tickets easy by grading every ticket price, so you know you're getting the best deal. And they provide a view from your seat, so you can pick the perfect seats to any event. Plus, you can get twenty dollars off your first purchase with SeatGeek by wait, using wait, the wait, promo code. Wait, Dugout. That's D U T O U T D U G O U T. Can you spell it one more time for me? I wasn't. I didn't get it last time. Dugout. Wonderful. Thank you, Thanks, Joey. Joey. Use that code to get some spring training tickets, regular season tickets. I use SeatGeek for my tickets to my spring training games that I'm going to this weekend. Joey and I are going down to spring training this weekend. Uh, we'll try to get some content. I don't really know what's going to happen. Just enjoy some games. Okay, there's two more quick things I want to get to before we wrap Number this up. Number one. Number one. Sox investigation, MLB investigation of the sign stealing thing. Wrap it up already. This no, is ridiculous. No. They're, they're, uh, they're going to wait until we all forget about it and then just never punish us. Well, yeah, because they're finding nothing. There's no way that they found anything. No, uh, I think what they found is uh, what exactly every other team was doing right they put the red Sox in the same uh article in the same sentence as the astros and now the mlb is finding that the red Sox really didn't do anything close to the astros so now it's going to look bad on the mlb if they come out and say yeah the red Sox are innocent they didn't do anything so now they're just trying to delay it hoping people forget about it trying to dig and find a like a tiny little thing to grasp onto just wrap it up like you're not finding anything just say that move on clear the air get over it like, I won't forget. Yeah, I, I mean, we're not gonna yeah. forget. But... The disgrace that you brought to the Red Sox as a franchise, like, we didn't do anything fans. wrong. 
Fine. End the rumors. Just come out with what whatever you're going to come out with. There's not going to be anything there. Get it over with. Like, this is ridiculous. They said... Another thing, too, is they said it was going to be done by the end of, like, January, by the beginning of spring training, by the end of that week, by the end of the next week, by the end of the next week, by the end of the month. And now it's, like, March 4th. six timetables later, and they still don't have the results out yet. Also, um, like, the season starts in three weeks. Yeah. Like, I... Come on. Just... And we have two starting pitchers. Yeah. We don't need to talk about that part. Yay. I'm trying to to ignore that. Okay. One more rant I want to go on is I get that it's spring training, but can we please have these games televised? I don't like watching the weekly televised Red Sox game. It's 2020. Like, it's not that hard to televise a baseball game. Yeah, and what else is on in the middle of the day? Right. We want to see the prospects play. We want to see our future play on the baseball field. Like, I get that the games don't matter. I get that it's spring training, but this is baseball. We're baseball fans. We want to watch baseball. And it's even more sad that they don't even have it on FM radio. They have it on AM radio. It's like they're communicating in World War II. What is this? <laughs> yep, that's about right. You it's have to go 2020. At least like have, like, a live stream on Twitter or something. Uh, yeah. No, that violates their... Um... It does. It's ser- like seriously. Do you want me to go down there and broadcast it for you? Like it's not that hard. Yeah, dude. Last night when Ooh, I was we sick, could do that. Last night when I had a fever, raging fever. Yeah, Garrett has coronavirus. Was asleep, I was up in my bed. I was able to stream the Bruins Lightning game, but you can't find baseball anywhere. It's ridiculous. Like seriously, it's really cute. Monday to Friday, they're all on AM radio. Then you get the two televised weekend games. Like, what else are you going to have on Nesson during the day anyways? Like, Charlie Moore Outdoor? I'd rather watch the Red Sox. <laughs> hey, don't hate on my boy Charlie, all right? How many people legitimately watch that show? Like, tune in. Oh, think, Charlie's I on. Many. I don't think many. Just like the old boomers that are like, they don't have anything better to do, so they're just like, oh. Just tell them. Like, this goes back to Rob Manfred. Like, the fans are like, we just want to watch our team play. Okay, three batter minimum. Come on. <laughs> Yeah, I I don't like Rob Manfred. I don't like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Jason's been going through a pretty rough time with this. This all he's he's having a tough time digesting, as you can tell. Seriously, yeah. like, you got the investigation like never ending, and them not even like handling it well. You got Rob Manfred calling the World Series trophy a piece of metal. Then you got him putting in these stupid new rules for the season. Then you got him trying to propose these stupid new rules for the playoffs where it's a reality TV show. And then he won't even let us watch our baseball games. I mean, I mean, that's not even, like, I guess that's not on Rob Manfred, the televised thing. That's more the networks and the team. But I'm going to blame him anyways. I'm, like, just, like, talking to myself now because Joey and Garrett are, like, using, like, little <laughs> emoji things. Hakuna Matata. <laughs> What a All right, we're done phrase. here. Thanks for tuning in this week. Um, I'm gonna go build a. I'm gonna go build a windmill, and we'll start our communist, communist <laughs> help. Amazing. Okay. What else did they do in that book? What's Joey and I are wind- going down to spring training this weekend. We'll see what we get out of that. We'll do a podcast after that, or down, I don't know. Like we'll see what happens with that. Um, we have a shirt out. I don't. It's not really going well, but we have a shirt out. Too many nerds in baseball. You can buy it 
Um, there's a link in my bio on my Instagram page and on the podcast Instagram page. Go buy it. It's good. It is a good support shirt. the movement. Um, nice also, shirt. I plan on returning from spring training with Michael Chavis's forearm workout routine. Yeah, and I'll so. be and I'll share that with everyone. You have that to look Joey forward to. Work out for the first time in his entire life because Michael Chavis told him to. Yeah, I I really hope that interaction happens. That would be so sick. I'd be <laughs> that like, would be hey, priceless. Like, I, I better record it. In my head. Better record it. Forearms. You better record it. Oh, I, I'm going to. Good. That would be good. Yep. That's the podcast this week. Thank you for tuning in. We'll see you next week. Follow at Red Sox underscore dugout and at dugout podcast. See you next week.